grab your wine, put your headphones on and relax. Let's rip open the cover of the sealed section. Welcome to After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. So we all like to refer to our intimate partner as our ride or die, that we have their back always. Well, tonight, Luke and I are going to dive into what that actually means in practice. What is the relationship vault and why is it so important to the health and longevity of your intimate relationships? I'm Louise Wilkinson and you're listening to After Dark on Newcastle Live. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. It's always an absolute pleasure to welcome Luke Skews to After Dark. And I'm so glad that we've brought back the boogie tonight. We've, uh, you know, we, we had a little hiatus there from our intro dance, you know, that we really should be showing it because it's something to be seen. But, um, yeah, we had a little bit of a boogie there. That's nice. Yeah, shirt's on this time for one. Yeah, look, and, um, yeah, I don't know why it's so hot. I mean, what are we doing? But um, <laughs> we should be regulating our dance temperature with minimal clothing whilst nobody can see. 100%. 100%. And it would peak interest, I feel. Um, everyone would tune in to work out, you know, what stage, stage of undress is Louise and Luke in this week. Well, well, you've, you've always got your clothes on for some reason. I'm the only one that's like stripping off, which I think is unfair. And we should talk <laughs> about that after the, the episode. Okay, um, we'll have that chat it's been with you. On my, it's been on my mind for a little while. But anyway, <laughs> we're here to talk serious business. We are. We are. And we do have quite a, I hesitate to say heavy, but important topic, you know. And I it, think it's important. Yeah. 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 It's been, it's been burning my mind for the last little bit. Um, and I've been seeing it a lot in my clients, um, friendship groups, social situations, and um, it to put it in simple terms, I'm going to call it the the relationship vault. So yeah. um, in like more expansive terms, there's two things that we want to talk about today is one, having your partner's back mm. no matter what. And two, the vault of information that you choose to share with other people about your relationship. Yeah. I am completely on board with this discussion. I mean, yeah, the vault is a really, really important thing. And um, we can throw around the, you know, I've got your back, you've got my back. But, you know, let's define that. Let's talk about what that actually means inside the vault. Mm. Uh, Because, you know, one person's I've got your back may not be another person's I've got your back. And, you know, like it's it's all about safety, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And one person, you know, you're sharing information with one person and them saying, oh, you know, this is in the vault, you know, I've got you. Their vault version of the vault might be vastly different to your version of what the vault means. Um, and that can create a lot of turmoil in trust um, and confidence in a partner and in yourself. But I, I think the the first part that we should talk about is, um, you know, having each other's back 
as far as the vault goes. Okay. So um, the first time that I sort of got some perspective on this, I was listening to a Jay Shetty podcast that he did with his partner, Ravi, and um, they talked about like, you know, the pillars of their relationship and why it works. Mm. And one of the one of the pillars of their relationship was that we committed to always having each other's back in social situations. So um, no matter, you know, what's going on in our relationship or, you know, whether somebody says something that we don't completely agree with or, you know, there's some sort of conflict going on when we are in a social situation or when we're around our family, especially around family, mm. um, that we have each other's back no matter what, 100% of the time. Yeah. And that really blew my mind because I definitely saw situations in my personal life and relationships where a partner maybe hadn't had my back yeah. or I hadn't had my partner's back and just how much harder that situation was when you're looking across the room and thinking, you know, what? Hold on. You're supposed to be my ride or die. You're my homie. Like, yeah. You know, we can talk about this when we get home. Um, however, like right here and right now, we're supposed to have each other's back. Yes. 100%. 100%. And I think that there's like a um, – it is a different kind of, of hurt, isn't it, that when you, when you discover that, when you go, oh, like – I've been thrown under the bus or, you know, um, other people can see that division. Like you say, you know, coming home and having a ding-dong argument about it, cool. Like let's do that. Let's hash it out. Um, But let's not not open that up for other people to judge or weigh in on or, you know – see you in a in a different light in terms of your relationship and it can happen mm. so easily as soon as we let that vault leak yeah when you let that crack open mm. it can turn into a wide open door or gate for other people's opinions and biases yeah to come in on the situation um look i'm I'm far from saying that we should paint like this beautiful picture of ourselves in our relationship all the time to other people if yeah. things aren't going really well. I'm totally for vulnerability and, you know, saying, hey, look, we're having a bit of a hard time right now or we've, you know, we've just had, you know, major Barney. But for instance, like if you're, you know, out at a dinner and, you know, your partner all of a sudden get starts to get picked on by, you know, your mother, for instance, Yep. then you, in my mind, you should 100% have your partner's back in that situation. Yeah. If, you know, if a friend is having a crack at a partner over an opinion or something they've said or they've done, even if you don't completely agree with that opinion or the thing that they've done or said, in my mind, there is ways to be able to support your partner in navigating that rather than jumping on the bandwagon of, you know, tearing them down or making them feel small. Or saying nothing and just leaving your partner hanging out in the breeze while Mm. that other family member or friend or whoever it is um, can say what they like to your partner because, yeah, that's really damaging. 
I I have been the partner um, in all of my major relationships where I have had my my partner's back in those situations. Yeah. And some of the people that, who I have defended or, you know, held ground for, you know, whether they be in-laws or friends or whatnot, when I have had my partner's back or star car, they've walked away from that situation thinking that guy's an asshole or, you know, you know, negative negative thoughts towards me. Their thoughts don't matter. No. My partner's thoughts matter. My partner, when you get back, get in the car and you're driving away from that dinner or that situation, who turns to you and says, thank you so much for having my back there. That meant a lot to have you in my corner. That person's opinion matters to me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, got a lump yeah. in my throat. Yeah. It, um, it really does matter. You know, it, it really does. And um, because, you know, and we talked about this sort of before we, we came on air, Luke, is that, you know, the people that surround us are all, you know, from all walks of life. We've got work colleagues that we've been thrown into and we have to deal with them and, you know, and they might not be people that we would necessarily choose to hang out with, but it is what it is, mm. you know. Family yeah. members, um, you know, you, you can't sort of choose your family necessarily and, you know, and those people have their little quirks or, you know, their little personality traits that, you know, aren't your favourite things in the world. But Hmm. it's actually okay because they're not in your vault, Hmm. you know. Who's in your vault is your your ride or dies, as you say, those people who, um, you know, you want to spend time with and you want to feel safe with. So those people can can do them and that's okay. Um, yeah. But when those people doing them is not um, and, and that's directed at you and you're not supported by your partner, that's a whole different type of hurt. It really mm. feels like you've been completely abandoned. Yeah, 100%. Um, I, I, I want to like go back and edit what I said before that – to in reflection, there's been times when I haven't been that 100% of the person. That's what's taught me the lessons to be that person in, you know, the more recent memory. When I really think back, there, there was times where, um, for instance, you know, I was the one saying to a partner, like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you should stop talking about that. Or, you know, maybe you've had a little bit too much to drink, babe. Or, you know, just being thought, oh, my God, this is awkward. I'm just going to shut the fuck up. Mm. And they're the times when you do go back into the car and your partner, the person that you go home with, the person that you're choosing to do life with, turns to you and says, I can't believe you didn't fucking say anything. How dare you? Yeah. I was getting shredded then and you didn't say a fucking word. And that feels horrible because in that, that small social situation where you chose to be you know, the smallest object to not be noticed in the room is a very small blip in time, but that person that you're going home to relate with is the person that you're possibly choosing to do life with for a very, very long time. That's the person who matters. That's the person whose opinion matters. If you're being that person who is worried about what your partner's saying or the way that they're behaving because it might be a little bit embarrassing to or awkward for you to be in that social situation, that's a small blip in time. And that person that you're going home with is the person that you're going fucking home with. Yeah, 100%. Another little um, 
issue that can kind of crop up is when couples are having issues. And, of course, mm. we vent to our girlfriends or we vent to our, you know, buddies or, or whatever. But at what point does that start to erode the vault? It starts to erode the vault when we go on campaign. Think mm. about it as like political campaigning, you know, like if there's a big vote coming up or whatever, you see the politicians and they're going from town to town, they're going on all the radio stations, they're going on TV and they're spruiking their point of view or their perspective. Mm. So when it, when it causes us dramas, um, and we get in trouble and we get in strife in relationships is when we do the same thing, when we start to go around to family members, friends in the friendship group, work colleagues, whatever, and we start campaigning and spreading our perspective of a situation or a person to try and get the outcome that is desirable to us. Look, I'm all for having some, like a chosen group of confidants who can hold your vault and they can do it without judgment on your the person that you're talking about or the relationship that you're talking about. But you need to choose a maximum, maximum of three people. Yeah. Like I would choose, I would, I would advise just maybe one or two. Two just so that you can get maybe different perspectives. And when you're choosing those two people, choose people who are a little bit polarizing to each other that are going mm. to have slightly different perspectives. Because often when we go on that campaign route, we're trying to choose people that are going to feed back our point of view and our perspective on things because they've got a bias towards us. Yes. And here's what I discovered as well is that those people who do have a bias, and, and that's particularly true of close family members and, you know, friends that have been in their life forever and, and that sort of thing. And and my background, which I've, I've been transparent about on the show, is that I've had a few quite sizable shit bombs happen in my life and I've bounced back from them and I've had been lucky enough to have those people around me um, to help pull me through those situations. So some were medical and, you know, others were um, family orientated and, and that sort of thing. But what I have found is that those people who are extremely close to me so, you know, my, um, my ride or die girlfriends that see me as a sister, my, my, my family, you know, that sort of thing, they are because, of, because they know my story and they know what I've come from, they are incredibly intolerant of me getting, um, of me being in a situation that is hurtful to me because they think mm. she's been through enough. So you have to be careful when you're picking those people because it might just be a moment in time where you're having, um, you know, some dysregulation with your partner and they might have said something hurtful and you're working through it and you want to vent that out. But if you vent to the people who, as you say, have a massive bias towards you, you know, and you sort it out, their opinion will be forever changed and they won't be as much in your corner in terms of your relationship if you don't choose wisely. Absolutely. And the thing is, is like in relationships, if you're with somebody for two weeks or two decades, you're going to go through some shit. Yeah. And at the time, it could be, you know, the biggest fucking thing in the world on that day. 
and you talk to a friend or a confidant about it and they're like, holy shit, that's heavy. And you go home and you have a you know, big juicy conversation with your partner and you deal with it. Yeah. And all of a sudden that big ass fucking thing is dealt with and you're on to the you're you're on to the next stage of your relationship. Whereas that person that you chose to talk to, they don't get to see that background. They don't no. get to see the context. They don't get to see what led up to it. They don't get to see what happened during the conversation and how you made amends afterwards. All they remember is that conversation that you just had with zero context involved. Yes. So all they've got is that to judge every other situation that they see coming up for the rest of fucking time on that conversation that you had with them. Yep. You know? And then if they hear other people talking about your relationship, they, they're they looking through the lens of that one conversation that you had. You're like, oh, wow, I saw, you know, Louise and Luke down at the park. They look super happy. And in their mind, they're like, oh, they're not fucking happy because Louise was telling me the other day that, you know, Luke came too quick the last four times that they had sex and, you know, he's rubbish in bed. So, like, you know, they're looking through that that lens because they're just getting a small chunk of information. So you need to realize when you're choosing the people that you share information with yeah, that they are people that can hold it as this is just a vent or yes. I just need some, I just need some advice on just this one thing, not my whole relationship. So it, it can be a lot to hold as the person that is, um, you know, receiving that information because, you know, consent comes in and you and I talk about consent all the time on 100%. the show. Like, yep. cool. Um, you know, what's this conversation about? Do you want me to just listen to your vent? Are you looking for advice? Um, you know, do you need a follow-up on this? Like, you know, is your partner talking to anybody? Am I allowed to share this with anybody else or is this in the vault? Like, yep. is this 100, 100p in the vault? Um, and two, something that's really, really important is with your partner, getting consent from them or giving them the heads up, hey, I'm going to, I need to talk to somebody about this. I'm going to go and talk to Louise, just letting you know. Yeah. Because if you're, if you're relating with something, somebody that has like an anxious or an avoidant attachment style, either one, if they're like in one of those polar ends, then, you know, an anxious attachment style, knowing that you're talking to other people is going to freak the fuck out because they're going to think, oh my God, that person's going to hate me forever now. Now that they've heard about that argument or they think that I come too quick or, you know, whatever it might be, they're going to freak the fuck out. Who else is she talking to? Like, well, obviously the whole town knows about this now. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, you know, I'm a fucking piece of shit. Then, you know, whatever it is or an avoidant attachment style is going to be like, well, now that she's told Louise about that thing, I'm never fucking talking to Louise ever again because she knows all of our dirty secrets. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's really, it's really important. And um, yeah, you do have that when you don't, when you have a leaky vault, you don't know mm. who, you know, who knows what and in what context mm. and in what, you know, in what light you've been painted in and you know, and that sort of thing. And mm. so that consent both ways. So saying to your partner, you know, I intend on talking, I need to vent this out, I'm going to talk to Lana about this, um, mm. is paramount and makes it very clear to your partner as well who, you know, who who you're letting into that, you know, that conversation. Um, but then also 
checking with the friend that they can hold space for you, first mm. of all, that yeah. they have the bandwidth to do it. And secondly, that they understand that this is, you know, not about campaigning against your partner's personality as a human. It's about yeah. a moment in time or a event that's happened or words that have been spoken. It doesn't define your partner as a human being. Yeah. I think um, the, the, another really important thing is to think about like why you feel the need to share whatever you're about to share with the other person, where it's coming from. Is it ego for one? Like, is it a brag? Is it, you know, hey, you know, me and my bae had this massive argument the other day and this is the way I handled it. They handled it like complete shit and yeah. I fucking dominated that thing. And, you know, they're, you know, they're a caveman and, you know, I'm this, you know, awesome communicator. And, you know, <laughs> what do you think about that? Or is it coming from me go like, oh, my God, my partner's such a fucking piece of shit and blah, 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 you know, this, that or the other. Or can you, if you are going to choose to share with somebody, is it coming from a place like, hey, I really need to talk to somebody about this? One, just to have a sounding board that I'm not going insane. Yeah. Or two, I actually really need some advice on this. Like, can I tell you what's going on? And then you, like, tell me what you think I should do. Yeah. Because if it's coming from a place of ego, if it's coming from a brag, like, oh, my God, you know, I banged this chick the other day and it was really fucking hot and, you know, do you think that I should date her again? It's like you already know the answer to that shit. You don't need to talk to anyone about it. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, if you had this big argument and, you know, you got to the bottom of it and blah, 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 you don't need to brag about that shit. You got to the bottom of it. It's yeah. All good. That's right. Yeah. People don't need to know the ins and outs of your relationship. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree. A lot of this is resonating, Luke, and I think it's, um, you know, something that a lot of us can relate to. We've all done it, you know, at one time or another. We've all... I've done it, I've done it in the past two weeks and, and, you know, fucked something up completely. This is, you know why me and Louise have such juicy conversations because we're not coming from a place of prescription. Like we're not yeah. higher than now. We're not higher than anybody else listening to this show. But what we do do is like make our fuck ups and we talk to other people that are fucking up or the other people that are winning and we take our own lessons from that and courageously say, you know what, we can be better. And I'm sure there's other people out here that are listening that might get some juiciness out of these reflections yeah. and possibly be better as well. Yeah, 100%. It's what it's all about. I love that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it. Oh, Luke, thank you once again for joining us on After Dark. It is always such a pleasure. If you want to reach out to Luke, you can find him on Instagram at Luke Skews. And uh, he knows a lots of stuff about relating, about intimacy, and can help you out if you want your own sounding board. He's your guy. Hmm. Luke, thanks for joining us once again. Thank you, Louise. Sometimes cheeky, always fun. It's After Dark with Louise Wilkinson. Thanks for your company once again, dear listener. It's always a business doing pleasure with you here on After Dark. 
I'll be back same bad time, same bad channel next Tuesday from 5pm either on the stream or catch up on the pod. I'm Louise Wilkinson. Thanks so much for your company.